Well, we are in Psalms 47. And we're going to read 47 and 48. Uh, in the past, in the past, I've read, uh, uh, I've been privileged, I guess, enough to, to read a couple of different Psalms. And, uh, and each time, um, the Psalm that I happened to, to be given was, uh, there was a backstory to it. There was, you know, it was written at a time when, uh, at one particular time it was when David was running from Saul. And, uh, and so basically I just read the story of, of David running from Saul <laughs> and, it, and it gave an explanation for that Psalm. And, and the next time it was, uh, uh, David was running from Absalom. And, uh, so I just basically went back to second Samuel, read that and gave a context for, for that particular Psalm. And, uh, and it gave a, a better, deeper understanding for, uh, that particular Psalm and, uh, try to do that with this one. And, and it just didn't work out. Uh, in all the commentaries that I read, it was just, it wasn't correlating with, uh, with any particular story. Um, they're just beautiful Psalms. They're just beautiful Psalms. And, and, uh, um, I tried to find out exactly who the author was. Uh, a certain Bible scholar told me that uh, uh, the first 50 Psalms are attributed to David. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take his word for it <laughs> and uh, and uh, and assume that David did write this. Uh, it's a beautiful Psalm. I have no doubt that David wrote it, and uh, so we're we're gonna give him credit for it. And uh, if it isn't, well, then that's okay too. But uh, let's go ahead and read it. We're going to read through uh, uh, 47 and 48. A little, a little something that I did find out, though, was that uh, in a commentary that I read about Chuck Smith said that that these were psalms that were sung at the New Year. And uh, so I, I thought it was kind of appropriate, you know, that, that uh, we're reading them right now, you know, at this time of year. Um, and uh, it, that they would read, they would sing them seven times, you know. Uh, what that meant, I don't know. Number of completeness, I don't know. But but uh, they would sing them seven times, and and it was just a, a, a beautiful way to bring in that new year, recognizing who God was. So let's go and read those uh, Psalms, chapters, uh, Psalms chapter forty-seven. It says to the chief musician a psalm of the sons of Korah. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with the voice of triumph, for the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. He will subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He will choose our inheritance for us, the excellence of Jacob whom he loves. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our king, sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the people have gathered together. The people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. A song, a psalm of the, son, of the sons of Korah. Chapter 48. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in his holy mountain. Beautiful in elevation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north. The city of the great king, God is in her places. He is known as her refuge. 
For behold, the kings assembled. They passed by together. They saw it, and so they marveled. They were troubled. They hastened away. Fear took hold of them there, and pain as of a, as of a woman in birth pangs, as when you break the ships of Tarshish with an east wind. As we have heard, so we have seen. In the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, God will establish it forever. We have thought, O God, on your loving kindness in the midst of your temple, according to your name, O God. So is your praises to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of your judgments. Walk about Zion and go all around her. Count her towers. Mark well her bulwarks. Consider her palaces that you may tell it to the generations following. For this is God, our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to death. Amen. I mean, they're beautiful. They're beautiful, beautiful Psalms. And there were a few things that, that jumped out at me um, as I read them. And I just wanted to go back and kind of emphasize them. And uh, it was a blessing. The first thing that jumped out to me was, Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. You know, even then, worship was was important, you know, and expressing that worship was important. Um, I was talking with uh, with a brother today, uh, actually just a little while ago at my house, and, and uh, we were talking about, about praise, and we were talking about um, clapping your hands and, and expressing yourselves. And, and I was talking to him, and I was telling him that, that you know what, I, I struggle with that. You know, I don't know if it's my own inhibitions, being uh, embarrassed, or, or what it is, you know, that stands in that way of, of me just really, truly expressing myself. But you know what, I love to see it. You know, I love to see it in other people. Um, when I see somebody, man, just, just clapping their hands, man, and just totally enjoying, you know, that, that, that time that they're having with the Lord, and uh, there just seems to be nothing in between them and that, and just that worship that they're giving, it's awesome, man. You know, I love to see it. Uh, and I'm blessed because, you know, even during our worship, you know, um, I'll look around and, and there's certain people that I see that I think just have that gift, man, of just being able to express themselves. And it's beautiful. Um, there, there's one in particular lady, there's one, one lady that, that uh, if I can kind of situate myself so where I can see her, I love to do it. Um, you know, I've been introduced to her, and I don't know her name though. Her, it's it's Ramona and Ray's. I think it's actually Ray's Ray's mom, and uh, an older lady. And uh, she usually sits up in this area, and uh, she's I don't know, I don't know how I don't want to embarrass her, so I don't want to guess too old, but she's pretty old, you know. And 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 you know what? And man, she is just full of praise, man. She claps, man, and you just you just you get that sense, man. That she's just loving God, you know, through that worship. And um, it, I think it means more to me the fact that she's a little bit older. Because you know what, man? She's experienced some things in life. You know what? I'm sure she's lost loved ones. You know, I'm sure that, that you know, she has, you know, lost kids maybe. I mean, that maybe don't know the Lord. Or, or I mean, you know, you just, at that age, man, you've pretty much experienced all that there is, you know. And she's praising God, you know. And, and man, I just love to see that. And uh, so that jumped out at me, you know, that David writes this and he says, man, 
starts right off with, man, clap your hands. Express your love to God. You know, he, it's just so important. The second thing that jumped out at me was that we should shout to God with the voice of triumph. You know, I think that jumped out at to me because, or jumped out at me, <clears throat> because Manny said something uh, once that, that uh, man, it, I wrote it down in my Bible. He said I, that, that we as Christians, that we fight from victory, not for victory, you know. And, man, that just, that, that just like hit me, man. You know, the reality of that really, really hit me that we have our battles. You know, we have our battles that we go through. We have our ups and downs, and we have uh, those situations that, you know, those curveballs that life throws us. But you know what? We should never forget that, man, we've already won. Right, the moment that we that we gave our hearts to the Lord, the moment that we gave our our life to Christ, you know what, man, we won. You know, our names are written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. We're our our place in heaven is guaranteed as long as man we just walk close to Him, as long as we just abide in Him. You know, and why wouldn't we want to abide in Him, man? There's nothing but goodness and and blessings there, you know. So now we've won. And we're going to have our ups and downs. We're going to have our, our, our highs and our lows, man, those, those things that really just want to pull us down. But, but, man, never forget, like David is saying here, man, that when we shout, we should shout with that voice of triumph, man. You know what, man? It should, it should just come out of us, man, the fact that, you know what, man, we are. We are I, you know, because, I mean, I'm guilty of it, you know, where you, you, you know, you're down and out, man, and you talk kind of defeated. You know what I mean? And and I'm not saying to 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 you know lie about your circumstances you know be truthful you know when when you're hurting, but man just never forget man that that you know what we we we're winners man in in the Lord you know and and he man man he he has just brought us out of that that defeat man, um, well actually uh, the third thing that I wrote was the previous section of that was that was to shout to God. And uh, I think I was watching a Laker game when I was thinking about that. <laughs> and, you know, when, when, you know, you're watching sports, man, and you're watching a, a football game or a baseball game and, and it's your team or a basketball game and it's your team, man, and, and you know, Kobe hits that three-pointer, man. You're screaming, man. You know, you're, you're giving high fives. I mean, you know, back in the day, man, when, when uh, you know, you were hanging out at places you shouldn't have been hanging out at, man, and, and something like that goes down. You're giving high fives to complete strangers, man. You know, you're bumping chest, man, with anybody around you, you know. <laughs> and you know what? And that's because that you're, man, elated, man. You're, you're excited about what just happened. And you know what, man? Even more so in, in the Lord. You know, man, we shouldn't hold back. Why hold back? You know, God is so good, man. Why shouldn't we shout that, that you know, with that, that voice to God, you know? I mean, why hold back? It just doesn't make sense. You know, and the reason why uh, I just wrote down there uh, in my notes, you know, why do we shout? Is because he's awesome. Because God is awesome, man. You know, man, Kobe ain't got nothing like God. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, just all everything else compared to God is just nothing, man. You know, so let's express it. Uh, one of the th other things that jumped out to me is in verse four. I'm sorry, verse 5, where it says, God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. 
that kind of jumped out to me because I, as I was reading these, I was also reading some commentaries. And uh, what that was is kind of a glimpse of Jesus, you know. And, you know, it was it, it, to me it was, it was kind of neat, you know, that here, you know, David wrote this or Sons of Korah or whoever, you know, wrote this. And, and they're writing this thousands of years before, before Christ, you know. And yet the Holy Spirit is intertwining Christ in this. You know, giving giving those those little glimpses of what's to come, um, and Psalms as we go through Psalms, and you know we've already gone through quite a bit of it, and we got still a long ways to go. But there are those mentions, met or I don't know what you how references, you know, to to Christ, you know, just foreshadowing him, and in uh, Luke twenty four forty four, I don't know if you want to turn there. Uh, I don't have to because I wrote it down. But <laughs> you guys can turn there if you want. But uh, it's Jesus talking. Luke twenty four forty four, said, and he said to them, "This is what I told you, while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses, and the prophets, and the Psalms, concerning me." You know, what I mean, so here Jesus is, man, just telling telling his disciples, you know. And and whoever else is listening, go back and read the Old Testament, man. You're gonna find me in there, you know. And uh, I mean, Paul, you know, the Apostle Paul, man, he was just known for that to be able to go into the old scriptures and just man draw Christ out of them. And uh, so I just thought that that was so cool that here we are, thousands of years uh, before Christ, that mentioning, and that actually that that you know. Uh, going up with a shout, uh, that ascension is actually in Acts one nine. It says that as his disciples watched, that Jesus was taken up into a cloud. You know that's when he, you know, he ascended into heaven. You know, and he's coming back. You know, and so there's that reality of of, uh, of Psalms actually coming to pass. You know, uh, David wrote about it. Jesus does it, man, in Acts. The Bible, man, it just, it can be trusted, man. It can be trusted. I mean, I mean that that's what blows me away about the Bible, you know, is that, you know what, there's all this scripture that claims to be holy, you know, all over the place and all these crazy, well, I shouldn't say crazy religions, but, you know, all these other religions, you know. But, uh, but one of the things that sets the Bible apart is the prophecy that's in it, man. And to me, that's like the biggest thing that blows me away. You know, because, you know, the Bible isn't one book. It's 66 different books, 40 different authors, thousands of years, you know, over the span of writing it. And you get every author, man, it's just in harmony, man. And these prophecies that were written thousands and thousands of years, I mean, coming to pass, you know, to a T. You know, it's just no, no accident. So the Bible can be trusted. The last point in, in chapter 47 is actually in verse 6. <clears throat> he says, sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our king, sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. You know, we're, we're to praise him. You know, I looked up the definition of, of praise. And uh, this was in the, the Nielsen's or Nelson's, I don't know how to say it, uh, Bible dictionary. Uh, it said, an act of worship or acknowledgement by which the virtues or deeds of another are recognized and extolled. 
The praise of man towards man, although often beneficial, can be a snare to man. But the praise of God towards man is the highest commendation a person can receive. Such an act of praise reflects a true servant's heart. The praise of man towards God is the means by which we express our joy to the Lord. That we are to praise God both for who he is and for what he does. Praising God for who he is is called adoration. Praising him for what he what he does is known as thanksgiving. Praise of God may be in song or prayer, individually or collectively, spontaneous or prearranged, originating from the emotions or from the will. The godly person will echo God, uh, David's words, my praise shall be continually of you, and I will praise you yet more and more. That's in Psalm 71. So we need to praise him. And, you know, I was thinking of different, uh, you know, and, and just kind of thinking about praise and, and what it what it is. And, you know, like I said, what it is is to acknowledge God for who he is and for what he does. Uh, just different things that came to mind. I was kind of just kind of brainstorming and thinking of different uh, people and, and situations. Uh, the one that I had kind of thought of first was Moses. Um, if you want to turn to Exodus 3.6. Exodus 3, 6. It says, Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. For he was afraid to look upon God. You know, that's acknowledging God for who he is. You know what? He he hid his face. Um, you know, the closer that we get to God, the closer that we get to Christ, um, to that light, you know, I've heard it said, the dirtier we see ourselves, you know, I mean, that, that darkness in us, you know, is just exemplified the closer we get to God in that perfect light. You know, Moses saw that, you know, he saw who he was compared to God and he hid his face. You know, that's praise. You know, that's putting God in his place and and acknowledging where we, who we are in front of an almighty God. The second person that I thought of was David. Uh, this is a, a, a cool one. Uh, second Samuel six. Twelve twenty two. We want to turn there. Second Samuel six. And we'll read from twelve to twenty-two. It says, Now it was told King David, The Lord has blessed the house. Am I reading the right one? Second <laughs> Samuel six, twelve through twenty two. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> now it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of 
Obed-Edom, and all that belongs to him, because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. And so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces that he sacrificed, sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the people of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Now it was the ark of the Lord came into the city of David. Uh, Michal, I don't know how to, what that is. Saul's daughter looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and, and peace offerings before the Lord. And when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he distributed among all the people, among the whole multitudes of Israel with the, with the women and the men, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, and a cake, of raisins, and all the people departed, everyone to his house. Then David returned to to bless the house, and Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, "How glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants, as one of his base followers shamelessly uncovers himself." So David said to Michal, "It was before the Lord." who chose me instead of your father and all of his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord and I will be even more undignified than this and will be humbled in my own sight. But as for the maidservants of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honor. You know what? I, I love that whole section of, of, you know, that whole incident that went down there because here David was, man, dancing before the Lord, man, you know, and here was kind of a, a critic, one of Saul's daughters, and, and he's lo she's looking at it and she's finding everything that's wrong with it. You know, oh, it was, you know, it, it was shameful, you know, and David is just saying, you know, man, I was doing it as unto the Lord, man. I don't care what it looked like, you know, man, I was doing it to God. You know what, to you, it maybe made, made it look silly. You know, maybe to everybody else around, it looks silly. But man, you know what? Like I said, man, I don't know what holds me back. And maybe, like I said, man, it's my own embarrassment of who's looking, you know. But you know what, man? I wish I had that heart of David right here where he just said, man, I don't care who's looking. You know, man, I'm doing this before the Lord, man. And that's all that matters. That's who I answer to, you know. And man, I just thought that that was beautiful. The third uh, event that I kind of thought of when I thought of praise was uh, Paul and Silas, uh, Acts 16, if you want to turn there. Acts 16, 25 through 31, we're going to read. Acts 16, 25. <clears throat> it says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, 
And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prisoners' doors open, supposed that the prisoners had fled. He drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, to, uh, saying do, do yourself no harm, for we are, we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. You know, so here they were, man, and they're, they're in prison. You know, they're in prison, they're in chains, and they're singing. You know, that's praise. You know, that regardless of your circumstances, regardless of your situation, they're like, they're, they're singing praises. And here they are, you know, they're loosened, you know, they're, they're, you know, their chains fall down, you know, and, and they have that chance of freedom. You know, I mean, that's what I was kind of thinking of. They have that chance, man, to just get out of town. And yet they saw an opportunity that said, you know what, if it means staying here and saving the soul, then we'll stay here. You know, it's like, wow, man, you know, you know, just putting that priority on a lost soul, you know, to me, that, that was just, that was awesome. That spoke to me. I said, man, you know what, man, we'll, we'll stay right here where we're at in this, in this situation. If it means one more will come to Christ, you know, wow. It was just to me that that really spoke to me. Um, there were a couple other ones that, that, uh, that uh, <laughs> I actually had to ask around about <laughs> because because uh, I I knew that there were places in the Bible where where people just fell before the Lord, man, just on their face. And uh, man, in looking through the concordance and looking through, man, got some cool Bible software and everything, and I'm going through the computer and everything, couldn't find it, man, couldn't find it. So you know, start talking to the brothers, man, and they start, well, look under this, look under that, and and uh, man. Brother Joey, man, he comes up today, man, and, and he gives me a whole list, man, of, <laughs> of where to find these things. And I was like, oh, cool. So a couple of them that he gave me was uh, was in Peter. It, uh, well, I'm not in Peter, but uh happened to Peter. In Luke 5, 8, if you want to turn there. Read those really quick. Luke 5, 8. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knee, saying, Depart from me, for I am a man sinful. For I am a sinful man, O Lord. You know, here we are again, Peter acknowledging who God was. And he said, Man, he just fell down on his face and he says, You know what? Depart from me, man. I'm a sinner. The next one was Isaiah. I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry, Joshua. Uh, if you want to turn to Joshua 5.13. We're just jumping all over. Uh, Joshua 5, 
13. So then it came to pass when Joshua was in Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, But no, as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandals off your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. So here again, man, Joshua, man, is falling to his face, you know, in the presence of, of Christ, you know. I mean, just just awesome, man, you know. And w what I love about that is, you know, I mean, um, you know, you watch that Channel 40 stuff sometimes, man, and these people just slain in the spirit, you know, that, that goes on. And, and you know, the, the pastor, man, will wave his, his jacket over people, man, and they're dropping like flies. And I'm looking at that and just saying, man, this can't be right, man. And, and but I, I read this. And what I see, man, are these guys that are coming into this, the presence of the Lord and they're willingly bending their knee, man. It says they went to, they bowed their face. They went down to their, to his knees. You know what I mean? Total control. Total control, man. They just, they went down in, in humility, bowed before the Lord. You know, that's, that's praise. You know, that, that's worship. I thought that was cool. So we see, you know, praise, man. It, it's expressed in in a lot of in a lot of different ways. It's expressed in in uh, in singing. It's it's expressed in dance. It's expressed in in just humility. Um, all of these in all of these ways, you know, we we praise God for who He is and what He does. <clears throat> and you know, we praise Him not because of our circumstances, but a lot of times in spite of our circumstances, we praise Him. You know. And uh, and we trust that he's molding us, that he's shaping us into the image of his son, you know, Jesus Christ. And it's all for a purpose, right? Uh, Romans 8, 28, you know, says that it has purpose, right? It was so funny. I was this past week. I don't know if, if uh, any of you guys listen to Focus on the Family, um, but uh, I think it was on Friday, Thursday or Friday. Um, Pastor Ken Hutchinson was was on there. Uh, I guess he's a pastor in, in uh, up north or something. And, and I guess I, I really don't know anything about the guy. He sounded awesome, man. He's a, an ex-football player, you know, linebacker. He didn't say for who, but I guess back in back in the day. And uh, But I guess he's kind of championed, uh, like, uh, 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 what do they call that, traditional uh, marriage, right? And he's kind of championed that cause and has really put himself out there and kind of uh, been on, you know, Nightline and different places, just – totally, you know, uh, uh, protecting uh, traditional marriage, right, and uh, putting himself out there. <clears throat> but I guess he's come down with, with cancer. And uh, so uh, Dobson was, was talking with him and uh, was asking him about that because, you know, he's, he's on this experimental uh, medication and he's lost all this weight and, and uh, he's actually should have died. You know, according to, you know, some test results or this or that, you know, uh, he was at, he's actually, you know, should have died a long time ago. And, uh, 
he was asking him, Dobson was, man, you could, you could even hear Dobson cheering up and he, and he's just saying, you know, well, how are you taking it? How is your wife taking it? How are your kids taking it? You know, how are you able to, to stand? And, uh, this guy just had so much joy, man. He, he was just, man, he was so pumped up and he says, man, how can I be sad? How can I be depressed? He says, man, all things work together for good, don't they? Man, he's schooling Dobson right there, you know, and, and, and he's saying, you know, if, if this is working, if there's purpose in this, then praise God, you know. And he's saying, you know what, I, I am learning to suffer like Christ, you know. And he says, I got a deeper understanding of who Christ is than I ever did when I was, you know, totally fit, you know. And so he's just blowing away Dobson, blowing me away, man. Just with his with his attitude of saying, you know what, he says, I don't I don't wish this on anybody. I don't wish I had it, and and he says, and I I wish it would go away, you know. He says, but as long as it's there, God is allowing it there, and so you know what, so be it, you know. God will be my strength, you know. And man, I was I was just so so uh, impressed by that. He even said one thing that man that that really struck me. Um, because he is taking this experimental stuff. He's doing what he has to do. And he says, you know, although, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get rid of it, you know, I accept it. You know, it's God's will. And he says, uh, he tells Dobson, he says, you know what? I work like it all depends on me. He says, but I pray like it all depends on God. Amen. Man, I, I was blown away by that. You know what? Because you know what? We, we have, we have uh, some responsibility. You know what I mean? And we don't sit back and just wait on God uh, to do everything. We ask for his leading every day. And as, as he shows us the steps to take, we take them, right? We wait to hear from him, of course. But once he gives those marching orders, man, we can't use waiting on the Lord as an excuse. Man, we get up and we move forward and then we wait for more instructions. You know, then you move forward again. You wait for instructions. You know, I just thought that was beautiful, man. That praised God to me. You know, that that was that that was worshiping God. It just even in His attitude. Chapter forty-eight. Let's go back to uh, Psalms. Let's read the first three verses. It says, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God in his holy mountain. Beautiful in elevation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. God is in her places. He is known as her refuge. You know, David's describing the, the beauty of Jerusalem and he calls it the city of our God. You know, it's just, uh, you know, David, I think, is, is just looking at that place, man, that promised land, you know, that, that, that place where God dwells, you know, and he's just saying, um, man, just how, how beautiful it is. You know, we praise him for that, that it is that city of our God, um, where he says the beauty in elevation. Um, my daughter went to uh, Israel uh, a few months ago and uh, with, with her high school. And uh, I even had to ask her after reading this, I said, um, it says it's elevation. I really didn't get what that meant. And I told her, I said, uh, is, is Jerusalem? I said, is it, is it risen? You know, is it raised up? And she says, yeah, it's, you know, it's on a hill, 
you know, that, you know, wherever you're at, you look up to it, you know. And to me, that's just like God just, just like lifting it up, man. And, and he's just saying, look, you know, this is mine, you know. And, man, I mean, that, that just stands out to me. Beautiful in elevation. Verse 3, it says that God is in her places. He is known as her refuge. You know, David is describing the city of God um, and it's beautiful because that is where God dwelled, right? That was that was his place. Um, but, you know, what it made me think of is where does God dwell now? Because he's not in that temple, man. He's not, you know, that, that veil was ripped, right? So where does he dwell now? You know what? He dwells in our hearts, right? He dwells in us, right? So we are his dwelling place. We are his temple. In verses 4 to 13, it says, For behold, the kings assembled. They passed by together. They saw it, and so they marveled. They were troubled. They hastened away. Fear took hold of them there, and pain as a woman in birth pangs, as when you break the ships of Tarshish with an east wind. As we have heard, so we have seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, God will establish it forever. We have thought, O God, on your loving kindness in the midst of your temple, according to your name, O God. So is your praise to the end of the earth. Your right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of your judgments. Walk about Zion and go all around her. Count her towers, mark well her bulwarks. Consider her palaces, that you may tell it to the generations that follow. What I love about that portion, like in verse 5, it says that they marveled at it. He's talking about the city, but you know what? I'm looking at it as we're his dwelling place now. And I think that if you're a Christian and we're kind of talking about it today with some brothers and God has started to make those changes, man, we're not perfect, you know, and we're never going to be right. But God has done a work. And we were talking about it today, even in fact, you know, about how God at, at, at conversion almost, you know, that he took certain things, right? He didn't take everything. But he took certain things, and I think, man, that was to let, you know what, I think it was to allow us to marvel at who God is and what he's doing, you know. We, you know what, I know that I could look at people, and I marvel at them, especially when you hear their testimony. You know, you hear, there, there are certain people even in this church where I know that when I came here, I, I look at certain guys, man, and, and, I, and I would say, man, these guys just always had it together, you know. I can never be like that. I mean, these guys, man, they just kind of walk on water, man. You know, and, and, you know, they look like they don't have a trouble in, in the world. And then you hear their testimony. And, man, they were on drugs, man, or, or they were, you know, in jail, or they were this, or they were that. And you know what? You marvel at the work that God does, you know. That was just, uh, that jumped out at me. Verse 12, it says, walk around. And consider its places. What that said to me was, 
you know what, examine it. You know, and that's what I meant about seeing seeing somebody and thinking, oh, you know what, they're you know, man, they're they're, they're perfect, man. They got it all together, you know. Is you know what? Examine it. You know what? Don't be afraid to talk to people that you see that that you think that have it all together, right? And you may see somebody who's been walking with the Lord for a lot of years. And I I know that I've grown the most in learning more about my brothers and sisters. Because when I hear their their testimony, their walk, their struggles, you know what? I'm examining it. You know what? I'm considering it. You know? And then I'm learning from it. You know? David is saying here, man, examine that city of God. You know? And I think we should examine where God dwells now. You know? That's in each other. You know? Examine it, man. Ask questions. Ask for... Um, when you're going through a struggle, ask a brother, man. And you know what? I tell you what, if you're led by the Spirit, if you're led by God, you know, to talk to a certain brother, man, I know that I've been blown away that, man, that person just has the right word for you. But it takes stepping out in faith, you know what I mean, to, to break down maybe that, that wall or, or that uh, uncomfortable feeling. And then, man, God just blesses you, man. And so examine it. Um, going way off my notes here. <laughs> Well, uh, verse 13. Verse 13 says, That you might tell it to the generations that follow. And what David was saying here was, you know what? The city of, of God, right? It's so great, um, so miraculous, man. It's so beautiful that you're going to tell generations to come. You're going to tell your kids. And those kids are going to tell their kids. You know, and and <clears throat> like I said, man, we're we're that dwelling place of God now. And what this spoke to me about, or or how this spoke to me, was that, you know, what am I living my life in such a way that generations that follow me will speak of me in a way that says, you know what, you know, my dad was a man of God. You know, am I living my life in such a way that, <clears throat> you know, it could be examined. You know, that it could be picked apart. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, uh, <laughs> you know, at uh, um, your funeral, you know, at, at uh, sometime down the road, you know, just as your kids are talking to their kids and they're just saying, you know what, man? <laughs> My dad might have been, you know, a few screws loose here or there, man. But you know what? He was a man of God. He walked with the Lord. You know what, man? There, There is nothing on earth more that could be said about an individual than that they trusted in God. You know, he will uh, enable you he will uh, bless you. You know, we are that, that dwelling place of, of God um, now. And uh, it tells us that we have a promise in the future. You know, of, man, you know what? Like I said, we fight from victory, right? We, we have that. You know, we have that reward waiting for us. And, and that's a beautiful thing. 
<clears throat> but I think something that can't be missed is what God has for us right now. And that God is, is doing a work in us today. And that he is here to bless us. Man, as we speak, you know, I think God is so good that he desires that for us. Um, <laughs> I was kind of debating whether or not to share this, man. But, man, I got a little time, so I'll share it. But it was funny. I had I'd come to the Lord. I, was, I hadn't been back with the Lord for, for, for too long. <laughs> I don't think I ever even shared this with my wife. But uh, so a couple years. No, no, it's nothing bad. <laughs> but I, um, um, I was walking with the Lord, but it wasn't for very long. And, um, you know, a lot of you guys know my testimony and, and the reasons why I came back to the Lord were struggling with, with my oldest son, Mario. And, man, this church is just lifting him up in so much prayer. And, and uh, man, just so grateful for this church. Uh, but, um, man, he probably remembers this. <laughs> uh, I was here one, one, I think it was a Sunday night, and I think we used to have prayer uh, on Sunday night here. And... Uh, uh, for whatever reason, man, I used to hang out a little longer and, and uh, try to pick Manny's brain every now and then. And, and so we were here, we we're kind of cleaning up, and it was just he and I. And um, a few days earlier, I had this dream. <laughs> and uh, uh, it, man, it shook me to my core. And uh, it was just really, really bothering me. And so, you know, here I was with Matty here, and I, and I thought, okay, well, maybe, man, maybe he can interpret dreams. I don't know. So, so, so I decided, man, I'm, I'm going to ask Manny about this. And he probably, I don't know if he remembers the, the, whole, the whole way it went down, but he probably remembers this, man, is that as I started telling him, I started crying. And, I mean, <laughs> that's why I didn't want to tell the story. It was so bad that, man, I mean, I, I started, like, hyperventilating. <laughs> I think Manny was ready to call 911, man, because I just, I couldn't get it out, you know. And uh, what it was, <clears throat> if I start hyperventilating, you know, don't call 911. Just uh, give me a paper bag or something. But uh, what it was, was, was I had this dream that, that I went to heaven. Or, let's see, let me make sure I got it right, is that um, God spoke to me. And... And my prayers were for Mario, that God would do a work, that God would save him, God would heal him. And in this dream, God told me, I am going to heal him. <laughs> what he said, <laughs> um, he said, you're not going to see it. And uh, <laughs> um, he said, uh, "You know, you walked away from me, and uh, you know, um, you misrepresented me as a father, and uh, and for that, you're not going to see him healed." He's going to serve me, but you're not going to see it. And man, that just is so devastating to me. 
that, man, it hurt. And uh, so I was, I asked Manny about it. <laughs> and you know, Manny, um, just so cool, man. He was like, no, bro. You know, <laughs> he said, uh, you know, I don't think God's like that. <laughs> and uh, I was like, are you sure? No. <laughs> and uh, and he said, uh, he goes, you know what? Let me give you a verse. And it was Psalms twenty-seven, thirteen. If you want to turn there, I got it highlighted. He says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait. I say on the Lord. You know what? Um, I thank God for that because uh, it shows me that, you know what? You know, God is uh, isn't out to get us. You know, he's not about making us pay for stupid mistakes. You know what, man? He's about loving kindness, man. Amen. And that's what I mean about the fact that, you know what? He wants to bless us now in the land of the living. And you know what? It might not happen overnight. It may not happen tomorrow. But you know, I'm so blessed by hearing the testimony of others where, man, wives were praying for their husbands for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. But then, man, they come to the Lord. You know, Brother Sean gave his testimony the other night on Wednesday night in the men's fellowship and so blessed by it again, man, that you know what? 20 some odd years, I think it was, man, that his mom was praying for him. And he was able to call his mom and say, you know what, mom? I gave my heart back to the Lord. Amen. You know, man, in the land of the living right now, you know what? God wants to bless us, man. He does, man. He, he wants to bless us. And, man, we have to believe. Like I said there, he says, man, unless I didn't, unless I believe, I would have lost heart. You know what, man? We can't lose heart. You know what, man? For our loved ones, man. For our children. For our husbands. For our spouses. For whoever it is that God puts on your heart, man. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying because God wants to bless us. And I love the way it ends in verse 14. For this is God. You know what, man? That's who God is. Man, all of that, all of that praise, man, that we give God praise for, you know, we give it to him because he loves us, man. We give it to him because he's worthy of it. You know, and why? Man, for this is God, man. You know, that love, man, that he has for us, man, that he wants to change our lives. He wants to make us more into the image of his son. You know what, man? He wants all of those things that just hold us down, those things that hold us back. Man, he wants us to give those up. He wants us just to surrender them to him. Man, God is awesome, man. He is good. And you know what? We need to praise him, man. 
We need to praise him. Anyways, let's uh, pray. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for uh, for tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for um, these chapters, Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, that just show that you're worthy, Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, of praise, Lord, that there is none other like you, Lord, that you are the only one that comes into our hearts, Lord, and, and cleans house, Dear Heavenly Father, that you come in and, and just want the best for us, Lord, that you want just the... Uh, Want us to, to let go, dearly Father, the things that hold us back, those things that hold us down. And, and Lord, help us, give us that strength, dearly Father, Lord, to, to lay them at your feet, Lord. And, and uh, Lord, not to try to pick them up again, dearly Father, but just to, uh, to trust, dearly Father, in what you have in store for us, Lord, what you want to do, the work that you want to work in our lives, Lord. Help us just to have that faith, Lord, to have that trust. And, and uh, Lord, forgive us when we fall short. Lord, forgive us when we even ask too many questions, dear Holy Father. Help us just to surrender, Lord, all to you, Lord. Lord, I just thank you again for my brothers, my sisters that are here, Lord. I, I lift up our loved ones, Lord, the ones that we're praying for, the ones that we know only you can do the work, dear Holy Father. That, Lord, that you would prove yourself over and over again, that you are mighty to save, Heavenly Father. Help us to trust, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you already have these things worked out, Lord. That you have these things already, Lord, there, there is no confusion in you, Lord. Sometimes our minds, Lord, are just so full of confusion, Lord. They're bouncing off the walls, Lord, but there's none in you, Lord. You know what you're doing. You have it all planned out, Lord. You got the chess pieces moving around, Lord. And, uh, Lord, you're just in control, dear Holy Father, and I thank you for that. Give us that peace that passes all understanding, Lord. If there are any here, Lord, that their hearts are hurting, Lord, that, uh, Lord, are full of more questions than answers, Lord, I pray that you would... Uh, Speak to them just in that quiet, gentle voice, dear Holy Father, that, that only you have, Lord. Bless them, dear Holy Father. Lord, I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.